Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everybody, welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Oh my goodness, this is a happy holidays, the last show of the year for us, which is weird to say. I know, because usually, like, we didn't get to all our stuff, Stephanie. We I haven't, know. like, done, like, the New Year's Eve business, the bubbly talk, the craft cocktails that we're going to have for holidays at home. I know, and it is weird because, yeah, there's the, the, the funny thing of having the holiday kind of on the backside of a weekend, just sort of turns everything upside down, I think. I think so, too. But we're here for it. Yep. How are you? So, okay, we're kind of at the halfway point of December. Yeah. And, like, the festivities are just starting to ramp. This is the party weekend. This is the weekend that I feel like everybody decided to have their Christmas parties because next weekend is too close to the holiday because it's like Sunday is Christmas Eve, isn't it? Uh, I think it is because oh, Saturday is the twenty second. I just had heart palpitations. Yeah, no, it's because no next Saturday is the twenty second, or Friday is the twenty second. Yeah, so then okay, yeah. Saturday's the twenty yep. third. That makes Christmas Eve on Sunday. Okay, so this is the moment. Here's what I will say for all of you out there that are sick. I feel for you because oh, thank you. Everyone in the world <laughs> is sick, so you know, get your sleep, yeah. pound your waters. Yeah. Just if you're, don't go places if you're sick. I've appreciated that. I've bailed but a lot of cancellations. You guys have bailed I'm, on three parties this week. I I would rather people be like, you know what? I'm not feeling great. Yeah. yeah, and everybody's got kids and commitments and stuff. I know. So you're usually contagious about three to four days. Yeah, I was I was out. I didn't. Uh, I I normally have to MC my uh, office party, and you've been sick every year that I recall. No, actually, I haven't because I've MC'd the office. <laughs> Were party. you sick last year for it? No, maybe it was another. When year. you said that, I was like, um, I have not. Well, and, you know, fifteen years together, everything runs into each we other. We it up, but no, I I've MC'd it for the last like fifteen years, or maybe just ten. But um, I uh, 
I didn't. I couldn't do it this year. I called. I called. I woke up that morning and I. I had no voice. Who at fills all. in for a smarch at an MSP magazine gathering? Have you met Ellie Kaplan? She's oh, a yes. fantastic. I'm sure she was great. I just I, yeah. didn't even know that she goes to your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a company. Okay, you know, it's right. a company. But anyway, um, yeah. So this is the party weekend. I know that there's. We have a Hubbard broadcasting party tonight. And we're excited to go hang out with our colleagues there. You've had other work parties. I There's, had, yeah, the Fox Bolorama party. And then you hosted your own happy hour sort I of did event. At Aster Cafe, which if you're looking for a cute little date night, romantic, yeah. cozy spot, it's a 10. It's a 10. Um, and then uh, I, I have we have a couple friends who are having parties tonight. Yep. Um, in different places. Like I'm so- having a luncheon this afternoon. Oh, you are having a luncheon a party. Ladies luncheon to plan our Christmas Eve event with our families that we do our who's making what. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice pregame to that. Yes. And then, um, yeah, so I think like this is a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of events. And this week wrapping up, I'm just wondering, is anybody going to get any work done? <laughs> You know, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, having been in sales most of my life, yeah. this actually is the week what? where the heads of the companies are at the workplace because they let the employees take off. Yeah, there's a skeleton crew, but they want to like show that they're like the people that are holding down the fort while they are so magnanimous that they let their employees take time off. Oh, so if you want to reach heads of companies, this is it. This is the week, and they answer the phone. Wow. I used to always get stuff done this week. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm not... actually planning to work like two solid days. Wow. Because I've got stuff I got to get done. You got stuff you got to get done. I got to get in front of some decision makers, and I feel like this is the time to do it. Well, I am uh, writing the entire February issue this week, so I'm sure you guys, Alone. I know you guys are excited to know that every time when I tell you I'm like a month and a half ahead of everybody. Um, but uh, but we do want to mark the passing of, uh, we have to talk about a certain uh, industry titan who is no longer with us. We have to give an RIP out to John Ramarchek and his family. Um, and we wanted to just talk a little bit about him because he was, uh, he was definitely somebody who had an influence on the local dining scene. And I don't think that people outside of the industry really know him because he was, re- he was legendarily media reclusive. Yes. He did not like to talk to the media at all. And he was someone who kind of stayed behind the shadows. He owned Monte Carlo. He owned, uh, you know, one time there was Prakna and that whole thing, and he owned uh, where Bar- Bobino was. Yep. Bardo is now All Saints. Lots of those things. Many places. We have a um, weird intersection, too. We had Convention Grill, Cafe yeah. Havana. Remember Green Streets? So, Cafe Havana, let's just stop here for a moment, because at one point... It started out as Waters Bar, right? And then it turned into Molly Malone's. And Molly Malone's is where I worked for John Ramarchek as a bartender. And, um, and that's the one, that's the place that became Cafe Havana. And then, uh, and then it was Hot Dish and now it's public domain, yeah. right? So, but when I was a bartender there, um, when it was Molly Malone's, it was Sunday nights. I was in my ad agency days right out of college, but I wasn't making enough money. So I was bartending on Sunday nights and it was all the, strippers would come up from uh deja vu sure and because you couldn't drink at deja vu yeah and so they'd come up and after their shifts and they would come up and sit at the end of the bar and drink calvados and coke and and they would just we would basically um they would like run over their music with me and they'd be like what do you think of this song what do you think of this song and it was i mean it was just one of those weird moments in time i didn't really make much money but i made enough money to like 
pad my rent. And I just thought it was fun. So I didn't really take it too seriously. And Remarchek uh, basically thought I was the stupidest person. <laughs> he said he used to call me little dits. <laughs> Little Dits. He was like, oh, Little Dits is on tonight. And he would come in. And well, he, you could call people that in yeah, the day. Yeah, no, now I know. And I mean, I'm not, that's not even a euphemism. Like, no. that's not even, I'm not covering for a worse word. It just was Little Dits. He just thought I was blonde and stupid, which was amazing for me. I just was like, well, I'm going to play up to that. Yeah. So I just basically sometimes would be like, oh, do I have to actually work till 10? I thought I was leaving at nine. And I just left. I think, too, we should say the stuff that maybe not a lot of people are saying. Well, there is a lot of stuff in the industry that there's a lot of people who are like, we will never read about the real things about John Romarczyk. And it's probably true because we can't really prove them. We put um, I so I have had two titans in my life that are were very complicated men. One is still alive and one is passed. Yeah. Ira Heilisher and Jim Surtick have been in my life as mentors in my business life for a long time. Ira has passed and Jim is still alive. And I had a drink with Jim and we raised a glass to Remarsic. And we both said, here's a glass to the blank, 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 blankety blank. Because we enjoyed him. Yeah. But he was an incredibly jerky, prickly man and and was like legendary for what a jerk he could be. Yeah. But he also had this side to him that those men share in common in that they have a, a, a side where they did nice stuff in the community. They were decent people. You just didn't always see that. And they were known more for their characterness. Yeah. Um, so we raised a glass to him and a recent story that I just will tell you. So I have this ladies luncheon every before Christmas Eve uh-huh. and it's 90 year old people that are coming to this luncheon. So can you hear, can you park, can you get in the door are all important. And I called the Monte Carlo and my dad was a credit card. He, my dad had a credit card at the Monte Carlo, which doesn't even exist. He had a charge. Yeah. And I house charged account. on that house account forever. And I called the Monte Carlo and they said, well, you have to call the office. So I called the office and John answered the phone. This was just last year. Last year. And I said, hey, I'm having lunch with a bunch of older women and I need to this, this and this. And he's like, well, how old are they? And I said, well, they're over 80. One's going to be 90. And he goes, oh, well, you know how old I am. And I said, no, I, I don't. And he goes, well, let's just say I'm getting up there in years. So he like made the reservation for me. We talked. We had a nice chat. We got to the the lunch that day and he had a whole spread of appetizers out on the table Like, and he didn't have to do that. You know, I don't even know if he knew who I was. I think we just had a nice chat. Yeah. And he had a moment of feeling like charitable. That's nice. And I just, I was so glad because I sent him a thank you note. Mm -hmm. And then he sent me a note after that, like on something else a while later. Yeah. And then we obviously heard that he had passed because not many people knew he was sick. No. And in fact, about a month ago, there was a post on the website for Convention Grill that I saved because it said, guess what? We have something to announce pretty soon. And so everyone, you know, I mean, dishers, you know, you guys send us. Oh, they want that restaurant like, to weekly, come back. There's, there's usual messages saying, have you heard anything about Convention Grill? So interestingly enough, I don't. And I think that he was probably one of those very complex individuals, like you say, who staying out of the media kind of allowed him to just have his own path. Yeah. And he was both magnanimous at times and uh, you know very very tight and weird other times yep. like Creepy there's customer. so many stories if you want to ever ask someone who owned or participated in a restaurant that was in one of his buildings you'll get different stories so. i will say too 
I was thinking about that. Like when I die, I hope like people remember not only like the like, <laughs> oh, she was this and she was that. I hope they remember the weird stuff. I hope they remember the shired eggs. Shire the eggs in the shire, you know? I hope they remember me th- making the taco <laughs> braid that looked like the Christmas mummy. Well, guess what? They will be able to because your life has been documented <laughs> to the hilt. So True. there you go. All right, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, right, you guys, we have a great show today. We are stacking you up with ideas for cooking all through the holiday season. We've got dips. We've got crisps. We've got dips. Crisps, dips and crisps. we got Christmas morning brunch. We've got Jim Taher coming in. We are talking so many fun things, you guys. So stay tuned to the Weekly Dish on my talk 1071. We'll be right back. Okay, it's Closet Factory. And you guys, we are in the lead up to my closet coming. It's going to be there in February. We've picked all the knobs. We've picked the pulls. My friend Liz came. She like, how many pairs of boots do you have? How many pairs of long hang, they call it. Who even knew that was a term? belts, scarves, bags. All of this has to go back into my closet in a way that's going to look amazing. Right now, you, if you want to get a closet redesigned, have a $500 credit waiting for you at the Closet Factory. You can find them at theclosetfactory.com. It's locally owned. I know Teresa is the owner. Liz is the designer extraordinaire. They do such a great job, really like I, I just felt like they got me and they helped me figure out how to make this closet work for me. And you guys, closets are just the beginning of an organized life, right? Being organized makes me feel happy, makes me feel more productive. I'm moving at 100 miles an hour. Check out Closet Factory or closetfactory.com. Ask for the $500 discount. Tell me you heard about it from Stephanie on Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on my talk 107-101. All the numbers. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Shanson. We are. It's the Smarch and Shanson show. And we are here wrapping up your holiday. It's weird to me. Like, I feel like we're just getting started. Kind of. Yeah. But that's okay. We got you covered. We got you covered. We had all the cookies. We had all the stuff last week. We did all the gifting. Oh, the gifting was so good. I know. It was a good show. Yeah, it was. And I finally got the cookie or the cooking class stuff put together. And so we've got that in case you're looking for that. Good. I know. Um, I couldn't find the experiences on the Fox 9 webpage, but I was. they told me they would send it to me. So I don't know why it went. So I'll find it. Um, I did put a question up, you guys, on the Facebook page if you are in for letting us know. Uh, we're wondering, is there a must-have dish, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, that makes the holiday real for you? Because I think, for me, I, I mean, I don't know, long-time listeners will know, I just have chaotic Christmases. Like, Thanksgiving is my very solid holiday, and then Christmas tends to be chaotic. When you have blended families, it just gets weirder. Yes. And then, you know, as they grow and get older, everything gets weirder anyway. So it's just always been strange. And so we don't really have the hottest traditions. <laughs> we don't have traditions on Christmas. So, um, but I'm wondering about other people. And they have, uh, Allison says, twice baked potatoes and my mom's Christmas salad. Yum. I love this. Jen, uh, appetizers on Christmas Eve. I love that. I will say yeah. that my mom's pierogies have got to make an appearance. I think Matt is making them this year. Oh, because I, I want to make those for a project I'm working on. Oh. So, all right. Okay. I'll let you, I can he I'll send you what a potato like a mashed potato. I tried to make a potato pancake this week. Oh. Yeah, that's a toughie. Fail. It okay. was a fail. Okay. I've had a few fails this week. Her pierogies <laughs> are actually made with more like yours like with a crescent type dough and then she just puts ham and onions in the middle. Oh, okay. That's all her all right. her German right. pierogies are that way. Um apple panakukins for breakfast says Sandy Yum, Mary that's a good one. says beef tenderloin on Christmas day. Oof. Kristen Miller, pretty simple. Ham. 
Ham. Ham. I just got the email this morning. What? Is anyone having ham for Christmas? Because <laughs> we do like, we have two Christmases, like many yeah. families, yeah. maybe even three. Yeah. And who just can do the ham? Who does the turkey? Who does the prime rib? Oh, I gotcha. Okay. The big meats. The big meats. The big three meats. <laughs> no, there's turkey on Christmas. You, someone, Sometimes. Someone wants, I mean, Matt wants us to do goose. I mean, I mean, like he is literally campaigning for us to do goose. And I'm like, dude, it is not, it's is not Dickens. Like, this is not what you think it's going to be. It's, you're not going to be. But you would be the person to I make know, it good. I know, but that's like, like. I feel like you maybe should try. Uh, I think maybe I'd do it for his birthday. Maybe I should have Christmas in November for his birthday. Because I can't. And then you can make like a Dickens. Like, like the a Dickensian. chestnuts. Yes, the whole thing. I, know. I feel like if anyone could make a Christmas goose thing, it would be you. Oh my God, that feels like a lot of pressure. That's just because you're not up to yourself today. I know, you're right. I don't Come have Come back it. to it in a few days. Okay, then maybe. You'll be like, oh my God, yes, let's do the Christmas let's goose. Let's do the Christmas goose. Oh my goodness. Well, the only holiday party that I could actually manage was a dip party this year, which I think is hysterical. But it looked great. It I was, was jealous. It was fun. It was fun. It was for Joyce's birthday. And we just basically managed to, I managed to decorate my basement with all the holiday lights that I didn't put on a tree. And, um, and then we, and I thought this was an easy way around this. I've kind of always wanted to have a dip party. Like everyone just bring dips, right? It's great. And it really worked out. And I think having everyone kind of know, I would say I would do it a little different last next year with a couple different things, just in terms of making sure that everybody had a spreadsheet or a doc access to see what everybody was bringing. Um, so I mean, we did have artichoke heart dip, which was great. Yeah, we had a labna dip that I w- just am completely in love with. Which labna, you know, is the yeah. is like the Middle Eastern cream cheese almost. You know, it's not cream cheese. It's like, but it's like it is. I guess is the way we say it. It's a lot smoother and softer. It's beautiful. Um, you can buy it store bought, and so you buy it. And then in a little beautiful container, and then you just dress it up with. Stephanie, a- there's a recipe in my cookbook from my niece, California kids who make, they call it the Burnside Dip. Oh, It's the Labna, the California style Labna with the everything bagel seasoning and it's in the book. Okay, well I have I put a, I put up one for a Mediterranean Sounds good. version because I think this was just like, it's just so great and easy to just drizzle it and put a little bit of olives on there, a little, you know, you grate a lemon zest over the top, you throw some herbs on top and that's it and it was so, it was so beautiful. So I love that dip. There was um there were other kinds of, uh, there was crab dip. Someone did smoked trout dip. I thought those were ambitious. Those are in the recipe too. Yep. And then, um, and then there was, uh, artichoke heart dip, which of course is like a thing that, by the way, that was like the first thing that when I was in my advertising years, when I was bartending at <laughs> back to that to Molly Malone's, my boss, Marcy Little taught me how to make, um, artichoke heart dip. And I think yeah, I've talked yeah. about it before, but it's, but basically, it was like mayonnaise, mayonnaise. <laughs> artichoke hearts, <laughs> it parm. It just shocked me. And it was mayonnaise, artichoke hearts, and parm. Yep. Green can parm. Yep. And that was it. And it was spectacular. And every time I brought it anywhere, everyone was like, wow. In your 20s especially, it was like, that was astounding. You know what's an easy dip that always is a showstopper? But you just blend up some um, cranberries with jalapenos. You can chop it really fine or just give it a quick chop, chop, chop. Yep. Then you're going to hit it with like mint. Yep. And some orange zest. Then you get whipped goat cheese and honey, or you can buy honey goat cheese and not whip it. Yeah. Spread it out on a platter. Put your cranberry juju on the top. Some like little minties to give it the red and the green. And then that's the white. Yeah. It is tart. 
it cuts sort of the cloying mayonnaise base dip situation yep, that's yep. on the table. Yep. And, and tart and fresh and just gives you a hint of that little orange like, hmm. I will say I knew that we were going to have a lot of dairy there, yeah. you know, and I felt like we should have we should have made someone to make like the cowboy dip. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with beans or white bean. And this is dairy there was too, a garlic white bean dip because that can be good or like carrot and roasted red pepper. Yeah. And then all some almonds. And- I thought about making like a like a almost like a pesto type, but mm-hmm. like a dip out of that too. I know there was a lot of and then it became like, what are the vessels? You know what I mean? So we had you know, pretzels and we had bread and all that kind of stuff. And then there were some endive and there's, you have to have different sort of vegetables too. Yes, to get the dip to your face. When you don't want to use like tons of sour cream, tons of mayonnaise, a good substitute. And it is still dairy, but a lot of people don't have as many issues with it is to use goat cheese. Yeah. Cause it gives it that tangy, richer flavor. Yeah. It's thicker. So it helps thicken your dish up, but it's not like you're using as Greek much. yogurt too is what I use. Correct. I love plain Greek also yogurt. For delicious. That. Oh, so good. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep going with what we're cooking, basically. Yeah. We're going to roll into Christmas brunch and fun stuff like that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Have you noticed anything different about Santa? Yeah, he joined the YMCA. Oh, that's why he's been singing kettlebells, kettlebells. Exactly. Plus, when you join the Y this December, you get February for free. Nice. I could sure do without his puns, though. Ho, ho, ho! I'm about to slay this workout! (laughs) (laughs) Just smile. He's the boss. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this a bit of a soggy Saturday. It's a bit of a sog out there, guys. That was my weather report to back you up there. (laughs) But it's good because it could have been a... I know, An but snow lovers, snow lovers are driving around today going, oh, God, this would be awesome if this had... Oh, how, think of how many, how many inches this would be if it was snow. Yeah, I get it, but we have some time still. I know, but I'm, I have a, I not... do have a friend who is, is, is desperately trying to figure out if Santa's sleds are actually going to stay hidden for another year or if she's going to have to like... If she's gonna bring them yes. out, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, she's like, we, she's like, I literally got like great sleds for my kids this year. Well, in snow season, um, like ski season, my nieces are downhill ski racers. And oh, the rain is the worst it's for just, that. Yeah, the, all the snow they've made. Bye. I mean, I'm not mad that it's not the fjord system that we had to like do with our driveways this last year. <laughs> I could build fjords. I have like this driveway too that you do. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I like was trying to move something the other day and I like was sliding backwards in my boots. I was yeah. like, okay, this isn't good. Okay. All right. Christmas morning brunch. Let's what do talk you do? about that. Well, I mean, I want to know from you guys too. And, you know, as we're going to lead into the Ask Stephanie portion at the, you know, back half of this half hour. But I kind of want to know, do you have like Christmas morning traditions or, you know, or Christmas day? I want to know. This is interesting to me because Christmas day is. Some people, it's Christmas Eve, right? That's the main party. Yeah. And then Christmas Day is just kind of a nothing burger. And then sometimes it's flipped where Christmas Eve is just like, we go to somebody else's house for a cocktail party. And then Christmas Day is this lavish thing. And I think that's so interesting that there's kind of the play. But I do think there's something Christmas morning is always going to be Christmas morning, right? Like Christmas presents and the whole thing. I feel like since we've talked a lot about the bear this year, that I should just oh, give you, you watch a it. level set of one of our like, Christmas morning situations. Did you have a feast of the seven fishes? <laughs> we would be in our living room, which was small, and there'd be eight adults in there with 
300 presents, and I'm literally not even kidding. Yeah. They'd be mounded through every door because my mom really liked giving gifts, and that was what you'd get. If you were going to get anything all year, it came at Christmas. And the smoking. Oh. Like, my husband came to this event, and it didn't occur to me until a non-smoker came and was like... What? Can we open a window, please? Like we were in like an airport hot box. Yeah, for hours, hours opening gifts in the smoky haze. In the smoky haze, there'd always be one person hungover, <laughs> one person that was just crappy. You know, was a there little like, kid that was trying to save the joy for the rest of the right, crappy I was adults. Say, was there like someone who was cheerleading and trying to be the elf always. to make it okay? Usually, Cubby, my smallest sister. Yeah. But yeah, so you talk about like Christmas morning, like the food, like there was no, like we would have ham, but we had to take a break at like one to go get the ham. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do. We do now. Like I like to have something made ahead. Right. So either like a quiche or a bread pudding, we do smoked salmon and bagels Yeah. and I have all the bagels toasted and the cream cheese just in a platter and I just pull it out. I'm in Christmas morning jail. I am in, I am, I can never get out of it. I have to make the same two things. It's the donut bread pudding. You guys remember this? Yeah. And you, do you remember what the other one is? Um, something, um, Christmas jail. What is the other thing that it's you have to make? It's the goat cheese strata. Oh, remember? I don't know about that. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's the goat cheese strata. A strata is like, we don't want to call it an egg bake because it's mostly because she's fancy like that. She's fancy, but it's bread. It's more like a bread yeah. pudding. So, but it's a strata because it's egg. It's egg and prosciutto and goat cheese and green onions. I can make it Yum. by heart. I don't even I need the recipe. I have a blueberry lemon version of that. Yeah, but see, this is it. I think it's. I think the savory makes it the strata too. I don't know. I don't know why it's called the strata. I just found yeah, it. Yeah, you know Epicurious. what? I don't know. Like, I heard Andrew Zimmern explain the difference between casserole and hot dish. I was like, well, who casserole knew that? is the dish is actually the actual. He name had it of the like dish. one is assembled versus. No, that you know what hot dish is colloquial. <laughs> there is no definition. Sorry, hot Andrew. dish is cultural. It is not. There's no no one gets to just be the defining factor on that. I like your outrage. Thank you. I like your outrage. Um. So okay, the strata. So I think you have to kind of have sweet and savory, right? Because in, especially uh-huh. in my house. Like, I make the donut bread pudding technically for Matt, and then I make the strata for Jakey, because he's the one who requests the strata. I like donut bread pudding. Uh, croissant, croissants are good, too. We have a whole oh, yeah, dinner yeah, then yeah. that day. See, and now that used to be, our tradition used to be where we would get up, have that during presence, and then at some point, you have after drunken cards against humanity, yeah, you turn into Put your a roast dinner. In. Can I tell you what I'm doing for dinner? What we're doing for dinner? Because now we have the babies. So now we're over at, you know. Lasagna. No, we, I ordered the travail box. Oh. I know. I ordered the travail Christmas day kit. Great. I know. I'm super excited about it because it feeds six to eight people. It's got prime rib. It's got ham. It's got squash soup. It's got Brussels sprouts. Having done that one year at Thanksgiving, there was tons of food. It was lovely. I'm so glad to hear that because I'm, you know, we all just kind of figured since we're going over to, I, I, you know, we're going over to Megan's house and we're going to cook there. I was yep. like, it might be better if I have everything kind of already partially yeah. assembled and I don't want to do it. So I am getting the Travail Boys to do it. I think to your, here's what I just want to say. Okay. Like the holidays are fraught with landmines, right? Just, I had a conversation with a friend this week about her dysfunctional family and mine and everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got things. If if what gives you grace to get through it is to take a shortcut, whatever that shortcut looks like, 
or you want to not cook and you want to order things in or you want to have lasagna instead of prime rib or pizza, give yourself some grace. Yeah. Because it is, people are going, it's a lot to just get through this life. It's been particularly (laughs) challenging. To be human. Yeah. Things are super expensive. There's a lot of financial pressure this time of year. You know, I just feel like it's time to just give yourself some grace. I'll I'm give you permission. Really hard not to sob through the holiday like I did at the end of Thanksgiving. How many holidays have you sobbed through? <laughs> well, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I've sobbed through a few too. Yeah, like so, beyond sobbed. Yep. Yeah, I'm just and I just feel like, but that's giving yourself grace, right? That's knowing in advance that you're prickly, you're on an edge. And like, what can keep you from tipping over? Yeah. Well, I, and I do think that there's uh, kind of the gift of also letting go of what you perceive as control (laughs) because you don't really control much in the end, but letting go of some of that stuff and allowing other people to do things. I'm historically horrible at that. Historically horrible. It's what made my Thanksgiving great. Yeah, you did. Because I finally was like, sure, you want to bring salad, bring salad. You want to bring this, bring this. Yeah. I sat there and enjoyed it like crazy. Yeah. So I will say that I think that for Christmas Day, like the idea of having a long day of eating and whatever is spectacular to me in whatever form that comes in. I love that there's games mixed in. I love that there's all sorts of stuff. But if you're thinking about a brunch, what I the best I the best advice I can give for when those days when I had little kids and we had to get up early and we had to do the presents and all the things is to pre-make your thing the night before. Yeah. And let it sit like do not think that you're going to get up and cook anything in the morning. Don't try to make a la minute. Don't try to make like pancakes or you know, unless you make them the night before and then heat them up in the oven, you know. Which is I think why egg bake is so great. So great. It's so great. Cuz you can get it assembled. It has to soak overnight and yeah. then you bake it off. Or frittata can sit at frittatas can be at room temperature. Like, yeah, it's yeah, that so can good. be made the day before. Anything that can be made, that's Quiche. why. Yeah, and that's why like bread puddings too. Even yeah, like donut bread pudding is literally you guys going to Super America and buying those big glazed donuts, letting them dry out, ripping them up, throwing them in a you know a baking pan, and tossing over a custard, which is just egg yolks and milk. That's it. Yeah. And then you sprinkle it with cinnamon. You throw a little cardamom on there to make it fancy. And then you pop, and then you let it soak overnight. And then you pop that baby in the oven the minute you get up. You let it cook for an hour, maybe, you know, tops. And then it, that's it. And then it's this puffy, warm, beautiful thing that everybody likes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really the key there for that. Also, um, like a mimosa bar yeah. feels fancy or a Bloody Mary bar. Yeah. But it's easy. Yeah. Like you just buy like a couple crafts of juices. A little fruit skewers that you've done the night before. Looks like you put a ton of effort into it and you really didn't. I know. And I think that's it. Like, think about, I think about the moms who have to do everything, have to do the shopping, have to do the Christmas candle or the Christmas robe for their gift. Yes. Well, you know, sometimes it's a gift, but thinking about like taking that off your plate, you know, is a good thing because there are things that. You know, the going, giving the gift of the of the things and doing, creating the situation. It's not going to know the difference between a house made Bloody Mary mix versus a bought Bloody Mary no. mix. You know what I mean? And also, I think too, like, you can say to your family, you know what, I'm not doing that this year. Yeah. Like, I know you want me to do the thing, or say somebody else wants to pick it up, go for it. Or, but I'm taking a year off, like, or you want us to come? Like, we always have the mad dash of where we're going. Like, okay, I can come to this thing for 45 minutes, but then I have to get to that thing because I'm balancing my husband's family with mine, with divorced families. Like, 
sometimes the 23rd is when you celebrate. Yeah. Or you decide, you know what, let's do something in the new year. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to ruin anyone's joy, but we can't control everything. We can't have everything be the same. Life is an evolving force. We're just trying to give you guys permission. Yeah. That's all. And to give I, give yourself the grace. I My friend Sarah is the best at just looking at me and being like, it's okay. Yeah. And and it never occurs to me that I need her to say it's okay until she says it. And then I'm like, Ugh. I read, I just read this interview with Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, who's a writer. Who wrote, love. She wrote E Pray Love. She's like 54 right now. She wrote in this great article, this Q&A with her. And she said the gift that she gave her family was saying, I'm not coming to holidays because I just, I'm going to come celebrate you before or after. I can't do it with all these people and there's, it's too much. And I'm going to take myself out of that equation because it only stresses me out. And then I will stress you out. And she's like, the gift I'm giving to you is I'm going to come afterwards and I'm going to, we're going to have our own little like holiday thing. And I thought that was interesting. She said, I'm going to go spend it Christmas. She spends Christmas like in, you know, Costa Rica or something. So I don't know. That was Hmm. fun. All right, you guys, we are at the Ask Stephanie portion. Next segment, give us a call, 651-641-1071, and we will answer all your questions. Yeah, and we posted some brunch recipes, too, so find those on the Weekly Dish Show page or Facebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. That means you just give us a call. We answer a question. You give us a comment, 651-641-1071. We have Annie on the line. Annie, what's going on today? Hi, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Hello. I have my um, my in-laws Christmas this evening, and she told me to bring a salad. You know, that's kind of like an open-ended, like, question. That is. So we, we're bringing, like, fresh fruit. Okay. Is there any way to, like, to jazz it up? Yeah. Yeah. Lime zest, mm-hmm. mint, assembled on a tray, like a platter, so it looks, like, better than just a bowl of cut-up fruit. <laughs> yeah, and don't do... <laughs> Cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, no cantaloupe. There's still a salmonella it's warning. It's so divisive. Cantaloupe oh, is so divisive. But so is honeydew. That. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, those are good ideas. Um, also, if you felt like you need one more thing, you can make like a little fruit dip, but be aware, probably no one will eat it. It just looks pretty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I like that. A fruit salad is good like that. And maybe throw, maybe like throw a rosemary on there too, like a little bit of a, not with the mint, like on the top as like a spray. Yeah, like an herb. Like yep. an herb. Oh, that sounds good. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. That, Thanks, that would could be fun and festive. Um, that could be. Okay, we have Gail on the line. Hi, Gail. Gail, what's going on today? Hi, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, I was uh, listening to the previous segment, and I did something this year for Thanksgiving that I'm going to do again for Christmas that changed the game. Oh, okay, what is let's it? Let's hear it. And I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but you know how everybody wants their one dish that they love? Yes. Yes. So... What I did was I printed out the recipe, I bought all the stuff, like all the cans or whatever, like, you know, green bean casserole, bought all the stuff, put it in a little, all the cans and everything else and the recipe in a casserole dish, and I gave it to the person when they got to my house, and I said, you can make that, oh. and you you ask me when we get into that point, right, where it's like 35 minutes away, and then they leave with the recipe, and then they know how to make it. Okay, I love this idea, but I would go crazy anyone cooking in my kitchen on Thanksgiving. But I love the idea of at Thanksgiving giving it for the Christmas holiday, right? So everyone can plan ahead. Oh, totally. Yes. So smart. Yeah, like if you like the Christmas casserole, here's the casserole, here's the ingredients, here's the recipe. Why don't you bring that at Christmas? Thanks, friend. Oh, good. I love it. 
Gail, I also, I, I do allow people to cook in my kitchen, so I think that would be great. But I hear you. I love that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, we have a big kitchen, so it worked out just fine. And I uh, got one of those, you know, ovens that sit on the counter, too, like those Breville's. And that is a game changer because somebody can cook in there. Yeah, oh I love it. Well done. Thanks, Gail. Good advice. Okay, we have Brian on the line. Hi, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good. Good. Happy Christmas. Happy uh, holidays. I just want to thank you for another year seeing you at the fair. Aww. And Matt wants to eat some of the geese laying. From 12 Days of Christmas? He does. He does. I know. He'd like to eat <laughs> the really geese. He really would. But he's a total goose guy. All right. I know. All right. Take thank, care. thank you. Thanks, Brian. Happy holidays. All right. We love Brian. All right. We have, is it, is it Laurel? 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 Hi, Laurel. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you? All right. Well, I have a Christmas gift um, I, I need ideas for. My sure. My son is 23. Okay. And he just got back from traveling in Southeast Asia and also Europe. And I'm thinking of getting him a gift certificate to some type of cooking class. And I'm aware of Kowalski's and Cook's on Crocus Hill, but I didn't know if he knew of any chefs that do some classes that we could, you know, sign him up for. I just put a list up on the Weekly Dish show page of a bunch of the ones we talked about last week. Thinking about your guy, though... What would be fun? I just, um, there's a store at 50th and France called Vivrant and they have like the Japanese knives and they have like knife skills or knife skills classes. That'd be awesome. I really think because those knives are handcrafted and there's the story that comes with it. That's great. And Joseph that works there, he will like walk you through every single one and take time with you. So he's at 50th and France. I would do that. And what's the name again of the store? Vivrant. V-I-V-R-O-N-T. R-O-N-T. And I'm sorry I missed your show last week. I'll, I'll oh, no worries. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Always, all the ideas are there, and there, I did put the list up of all the classes and experiences. There are some sushi classes. That yeah. might be fun. Yeah, so I like the great. Japanese knife idea. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Okay. Ladies.
All right. We also have Claire on the line. Claire, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great, ladies. I I have um, a difficult situation. Okay. Okay. Uh, I am hosting for um, some friends that are left Christmas Eve next Sunday, and it was like a impromptu thing. But two of them are Jewish, and I wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm in Minnesota. And, you know, every party I go to has the ham roll up with the cream cheese and blah, and I can't make that. But what can I make that can mimic that? Can you make brisket? Wait, to mimic? Uh, you specifically yeah. want to mimic, like, the ham cheese roll? Right, exactly. Well, you well, could <laughs> use yogurt. No, it's well, the, the ham, I think. Oh, it's the ham, got it. It's the ham, the pork, yeah. Because um, I, I can't even make well, rice. You can do cheese. beef pastrami. I mean, there's if you find if you find beef pastrami, that's just as you know. Yeah, the corned beef pickle roll ups. Yeah, you could do that. Oh, I didn't think of that. I was going to go the lettuce route. I mean, and I didn't know like you know because it's all uh, I'm making like eight appetizers i would either Um, go beef pastrami or you can go turkey pastrami too that's you can find that quite often and that kind of works in a lot of ways if it's smoked it'll have a similar kind of zhuzh yeah oh great i knew you two would solve it all right thanks claire i was talking to a lady who's jewish and she's like i don't even eat meat but i'm in charge of the brisket i was like oh yeah oh my gosh i know okay we have jenna on the line jenna what's going on today Good morning. Good morning. In light of uh, giving myself grace, you guys just doubled down on what I was thinking. I like it. I want to order a pan of lasagna, and could you recommend a good place to order from? Oh, I can. I don't know if Stephanie and I will have the same. I know. Mine journal. Oh, no. Mine is Broder's. Yeah. <laughs> Broder's has it. You can buy it. You know, they have it in their case. Like, you can walk in and grab some today. Or you can order it hot. You know what I mean? One of the two. They have some in their freezer case, but you can also order it like day of. Buongiorno's oh. in Mendota, and they're a deli, and they have it too. And I would say Cosetta's too. I know Probably has Cosetta's. it at the store. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thinking about Cosetta's. Okay, that is really helpful. You know Thank what? You. Cosetta's has this pasticceria, which is the pastry area. They have the most like beautiful, sweet little cookie display. Yeah. That are these little teeny tiny cookies that are all wrapped up and look super festive. I might just go there for those cookies. They're so delicious. That's a great idea, too. All right. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, oh, okay. Christmas. So, yeah. So, that that was a lot of calls. That was so great, We're guys. so glad. I mean, my goodness gracious. We did have someone who was looking for gluten-free Christmas brunch ideas. And I would say that, you Eggs. know. Yeah, frittata. I would just do an egg bake and do a frittata. Um, but you can find a lot of gluten-free bread out on... I mean, like, there's plenty of gluten-free bread in the freezer cases of, like, Lunds and Byerly's and everybody else. And you can use that if you want to make that into, you know, if you're thinking about doing... God, gluten-free bagels is, like, a treat, I think, yeah. sometimes, too. All right, you guys. Well, okay. We're going to wrap it up, and then we are going to hit up with it, uh, with another whole hour of Weekly Dish. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.